there's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain, Sierra says save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat-up old running shoes. Sierra says, save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery, well, then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! Welcome to my travel podcast, Life's a Beach. Every week I invite a special guest to take us on a journey together to their favourite holiday destinations and to reveal their top travel tips and tales. Now our passenger this week is Brit Pop Royalty. His bands include Blur, Gorillaz, The Good, The Bad, The Queen. He is basically our Essex Mozart. This man is a genius. His wonderful new album, The Nearer the Fountain, More Pure the Stream Flows, is out now and it is absolutely beautiful. It's so atmospheric. You're going to love it. And he's starting a tour very soon and he's going everywhere. So check out his tour dates. It is, of course, Damon Albarn. Final boarding call for Damon Albarn. Damon Albarn. This is your final boarding call for Damon Albarn. Damon Albarn. Damon Albarn. Damon! Come to the gates. Thank you. How are you, love? I'm very well. I'm actually your neighbour. Your neighbour? What? I'm your neighbour. What do you mean? Well, I, I only live two roads behind you. No way. Yeah. Oh, my God! What do you think about all these basements they're building? Do my head in. It's not you, is it, that's drilling? I did have a basement ten years ago. You know, when there was the, the flooding. Oh, the, God, yeah. I succumbed to the, the oh, great flood no. of, did you get of all West London. Complaining? They like to complain round here, don't they? Um, well, I just, I just, I, I suppose it's inevitable when, when this whole area is built over a river, the Westbourne. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's inevitable. I know. In, fa- in fact, the writing was on, literally on the wall when they were digging this vast abyss out under my. It's extraordinary what happens when they do that. Yeah. I mean, I was just doing it really just to keep. Everybody else was doing that, and I thought, well, if I don't do it. Yeah. Then I'm the value of the house. The whole point of <laughs> yeah. everything is about that, isn't it? Really, it seems to be. Yeah. And I thought, well, if I don't do it, then then I'll just be I'll be left behind. Um, <laughs> and really, don't need the space and don't use it. It's <laughs> a complete curate's egg, to be honest with you. But but when they were when they were digging out, I mean, they literally dig your house out and they put it on stilts. I mean, that's how that's, yeah, how, that's yeah. how they do it, and uh, but you could see the, the there was just at the bottom 
of 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 this excavation there was this brickwork that kind of was a uh it's like a, a a tunnel which uh was where the westbourne flowed in fact it flows so i mean why did i do it what an idiot I know, you know I mean? that's not I the built, best, best idea you've had, is it? No, well, or, or, or anybody else. <laughs> because actually people don't know that the Serpentine's actually the is, Westbourne is, as well, exactly. isn't it? Exactly, well, that's where it comes out. Yeah, because yeah. there's seven. I, I love, I've got a book over there about the history of oh, uh, yes. London. I love London. And you know that bit up there, you know that circular bit in Notting Hill? That's on the yeah. of the race course where it yeah, was up yeah, there. Yeah, and, and Westbourne Grove was, do you know the history of Westbourne Grove? Westbourne Grove was like one of the first kind of sort of uh, bougie uh, shopping streets in Victorian England. In fact, it's earlier than that. It's, it's, it's late Georgian London. They built, it's like the middle of the countryside then, and they built these like really expensive shops. Yeah. How, how times don't change. And then Whiteley's. <laughs> no, no, yeah. And then Whiteley's. Really expensive over... shops that no one goes into. I know. They're always bloody empty, aren't they? Well, they're just rubbish, most of them. <laughs> just, I mean, there used to be, when I moved, when I moved yeah. to West London, it was a very, very different place, I have to yeah, be honest yeah. with you. And um, where I live used to be just old antique shops and bric-a-brac shops yeah, and old yeah. dodgy pubs. Yeah. All gone. I know, I know. It's a shame, isn't it? It's a real shame. shame. Yeah. It's a real shame. There's little bits of Portobello Road that's yeah. still clinging on, and but Goldbourne Road is still. Yeah, lovely. yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But, but I heard that they my my favourite because my studio's down down the road from Goldbourne, and regularly I, I go to this, the the uh, Moroccan soup stand to get soup. Yeah. And uh, Kinson and Chelsea are, are kind of trying to move them on. Oh, God. I mean, they never learn, do they? No, no, no. Brixton's just, having it at the minute, isn't they, just, with that electric avenue, for fuck's sake. Just, do we need another Pret? Do no, we really we, need another no. Pret? In fact, in fact <laughs> we, we, we need a lot less Pret. Yeah. We need a lot less of all of that, because all of that food is packaged in plastic yeah. and uh, a simple soup stand. They buy their lentils, they cook it, they distribute it. There's no yeah. carbon footprint or anything. No. It's just pure... And I bet there's a bloody queue as well, which is great, because in prayer, people don't queue. They just hover around the fucking sandwiches. And, and, Pick a sandwich, love. And, Why are you staring at it? And also, there's a very, very big uh, Muslim community in that area, and it's a uh, it's a part of Fridays when, when they go to, they, they, they go to, to mosque, mm-hmm. and when they all stand and socialise and catch up and have soup. Yeah. Why would you take that away? I know, love. It You're really, talking to me like up, you think I'm up. mayor. You know I'm not mayor. No. I, I've got no influence. <laughs> you know that. No, but it, 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 it does... It, it, uh, this country really is uh, uh, frustrating, to say the least, on occasions, as some of the decisions, the inexplicable decisions that seem to be made yeah. on, on, on a weekly basis at the moment are... Uh, well, listen, I can't do anything, love. I think I feel like someone told you this podcast is about social issues yeah. <laughs> because I think someone it's about travel. I can't really well, tra- do anything. No, okay. Right, no, no, well, but I'll... listen, I get what you're saying. I feel the same, love. I feel the same. Yeah, I know you do. That's why. You know. Yeah. I'd just like to remind our travellers that this is a travel podcast. That's right, it's a travel podcast, not a political podcast. Please enjoy the rest of the banter. Thank you. 
So we've got to talk about the nearer the fountain, more purer the stream. Now, listen, I'm so pleased you called it this because you know John Clare is a Northampton. Yes. The uh, Northampton's peasant poet. And exactly. Northampton, exactly. Northampton's nice to Right, there you go. Yeah. Well, well, well that's great. The, yeah. The, the, the and he's you... and he, he would have been um, probably like, put have invented Greenpeace because he was proper like about all the roaming, the trespassing yeah, yeah, and yeah. everything. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he was a very modern man really for yeah. the early 19th century, mm. you know, in many ways. Mental health issues, his sexuality. Yeah. He was really, you know, I mean, you look, if you, if you put him now, he'd seem like oh, this guy's really modern. Yeah. So tell us then, so this album was inspired by Iceland. So yes. you went there and you got out... To, to, get, to get back on track. Well, no, I'll just listen. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I want to talk about it. Yeah. I've got to... So listen, so tell me Iceland. Why Iceland? Uh, well... Ice... I, I've always wanted to go to Iceland, oh, but I've never, never got it's on my wish list. I've done loads of travelling, but it's there, but I've never actually gone there. Why Iceland? Oh, well, if you'd like to come to Iceland, I'd invite you to stay at my house. You're joking me. No. Don't say this, because I will turn up. No, 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 really. <laughs> it, really. It's, it's, it's a simple place, but it's, it's a very nice location. Yeah, yeah. And so you're in lockdown, you were there, but... No, I wasn't in there for lockdown. I mean, OK, so let's go back to why I made started this record well I, I i i why i went to iceland in the first place well as a kid i used to have this recurring dream of like flying over black sand i had no had no geography it was just it would just appear i just suddenly in the middle of whatever was else happening in a dream i suddenly levitate and start flying over black sand and i never really couldn't connect it to anything and and then I was sitting somewhere in America in uh, probably a uh, Holiday Inn on tour in the early 90s. And um, I saw a, a National Geographic program about Iceland. And suddenly there were these amazing kind of aerial photos of vast expanses of black sand. Yeah. And, I, and immediately I was like, ah, this is... This is the place of my dreams. <laughs> yeah. I must travel here. Because there are volcanoes and everything there. Well, it's, 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 the, it's the youngest kind of landmass on planet Earth still. I mean, yeah. it's, there's a volcano going on at the moment that's only like a uh, 40-minute drive outside of Reykjavik. Mm. I, I was there um, last week and I didn't get, get a chance to do it because I was so busy. But, yeah, I mean, it's just literally just getting a car and 40, 40 minutes later... Yeah. There's a there's a, a fissure in the Earth's crust and yeah. huge amounts of molten lava spewing out of it. And that inspired your music. That is pressure, though, isn't it? Isn't that pressure? Well, what are people of Iceland? You're doing a you're doing an album, a whole album on it. You must feel some pressure for the Icelandic people. I mean, you know, it's got to be good, isn't it? Because this is their I, place. I, well, you're right, and I'm, I. I I, they, they've also, uh, they very kindly gave me uh, Icelandic citizenship recently. So there's extra pressure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> extra yeah. pressure. So I, I went there in 1996 um, and I was very grateful of the opportunity to just go somewhere. I mean, at the time I thought, oh, if I go to Iceland, no one will know who I am. You know, I can, I can escape. Britpop and all the madness of, yeah, of yeah. fame and all of that stuff. Yeah. Um, so I 
naively booked myself into a saga hotel, thinking <laughs> thinking I was kind of going to turn up in some Viking longhouse, <laughs> and got there and realised, you know, it was a cruise ship stop off for old people. For old people, yeah. Well, so you booked that for you? Did you, you, well, you book it yourself? You see. Well, now I'm obviously that's where I would go. But at the time, I was I was in my mid twenties, and it was like it was. If didn't you get the in with look at the old people in the brochure? I mean, the no, are there. I know. I just saw Saga and you thought, see lady I thought adverts, Icelandic. You know, it's for no. Elden. I thought Icelandic sagas, <laughs> the old stories. Oh yeah, I know what you mean. Nordic stories. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So <laughs> I I was going that way with it. So uh, anyway, it was perfect for the first few days. I went there with my typewriter and my guitar and. Obviously, I was just left to my to my own whatever I was going to do, which was sort of wander around, wide-eyed, and try and write about it. Uh, and then and then I realised that actually Britpop had travelled over there, and by about the fourth or fifth day, there was thirty or forty <laughs> kids outside the yeah. hotel, which was weird for the all the other people in there because yeah, that's yeah. not what that's not. What they, All these old people going no, to these youngsters. Exactly. They're going to well, mug what? us. Yeah. They're going to mug yeah. us. Yeah. <laughs> Are you looking for a shag in Benidorm? Well, you'll get it there. You know, there's girls who want boys who like boys to be girls, who do boys like their girls, who do girls like their boys. There's always should be someone you really love. Anyway, I can't be talking here all day. I've got to go. <laughs> so, uh, and then, I, yeah, I just sort of, I slowly got to know people over there. In fact, I knew one person before I went there, which was, who was Einar Orn, who is the other singer in the Sugar Cubes? Oh, yeah. And I'd had I'd had a crazy night in Boston where Blur and the Sugar Cubes were playing on the same strip, and we'd gone out drinking afterwards. So I knew I had one one number in my phone phone book. So I called him up, and yeah, he just sort of he came to um, he came to meet me, but he'd just uh, gone sober. Given up all, 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 all his previous <laughs> habits, so there was me really looking for a party, and this guy who was like really in the, the depths of rehab. But we got on really, really well, yeah, yeah. and we, we've become really close friends. Anyway, so yeah, I started kind of uh, having a, an amazing time in um, Iceland. I mean, one really ridiculous story just to sort of give you a kind of idea of what what it was like around that time is they have this satirical program on uh new year's eve just just before midnight they where, where actors kind of uh, recreate the big events of the year and i was on it in 1996 just i'd only been there six months and the the, the sketch was uh, a priest and all these uh, uh, young women with uh, babies in uh, wrapped up, and he was going there, and he was going. And what do you call your child, Damon? What do you call your child, Damon? I know it was not accurate, but funny nonetheless, yeah, yeah. and not kind of. When I when I think about why I went there, and for it so quickly to escalate to yeah. something that ridiculous. Yeah, know, trying to get away. Yeah, from I know, that. and, and then, then you go suddenly straight it just, into it. Even yeah. worse, in fact. Um, but that actually turned out that the Iceland, Icelanders are very, very relaxed and not really into all of that. Yeah, no. never really had any problems. And then I sort of just 
kind of started to feel really at home there and then built a house uh, in 1999. You uh, built the house? Personally, no. Well, no, yeah, yeah. It's like I've rescued dogs from, like, the Korean meat trade and people think I genuinely rescued them, like I'm dropped in a rope ladder to yeah. Seoul and, you know, just give the dog I think I bag. might have actually eaten dog in Korea. Really? Oh, oh, dear. Yeah. But, I mean, I've also eaten... I've also accidentally eaten monkey in, oh, in Nigeria. No. Was so. it dead? <laughs> well, no, I went... <laughs> I was given, given this pe- pepper soup... And this little hand kind of floated to the top. Oh, no, no, honestly. no. Oh, my God. Why would you eat a monkey? I didn't mean to. No, I know. I'm not having a go at you. Why would you I didn't mean a... to eat. I didn't. No. Mr. Orban, Mr. Orban, I'm afraid Alan Eyre is not gorilla friendly. Thank you. Can you please put them back in the jungle? But I'm, I've eaten some weird stuff. I think the weirdest thing I was served up was uh, in the middle of China. Uh, I sat down at this restaurant and uh, it was a, a, a frog speciality oh. restaurant, you know, and they they have like only frog is served. Yeah, this, but yeah. I was told, you've got to try this. It's amazing. Yeah. So, OK, I'll try this. Yeah. How the meal started was a waiter came out <laughs> with a plastic bowl of live frogs and said, choose your frog. Oh, I was like, do I really, I don't have, do like I really have to do this without looking? I didn't want to oh, make eye I contact ate that. with the frog. I put, I put, put, I put my finger into into the bowl, and he took out this frog and immediately threw it on the pavement, knocked it out. <laughs> no, no, no! Fuck! Yeah. You see, I can't. You feel like you're playing God when you're picking. I did. I had no... <laughs> but you know what? But no. But when you're travelling, when you're yeah. travelling. And you, you travel, you're like the Judith Chalmers of music. You are everywhere. Uh, not so much recently, but no. I, I, I have done a lot of travelling. Um, I've always felt like, you know, to get the most out of it, you've just got to be really relaxed and just go yeah. go with where the hospitality takes yeah. you, you know, and be open. Yeah. And not don't judge other people where other people other people's cultures and and trying to embrace them while you're there because why wouldn't you you know you're of not, course yeah yeah well i'm reading that uh, david sadara's book about in china you know and he really throws himself into it and but he says china they don't hide it he said he goes to a cat meatball restaurant yes it's and he says very you much know, so you, it's a, but that's they're not disguising it you go no. there to eat cat meatballs and he says yes. and then his partner's a really funny book I mean his partner says oh I can't eat a seahorse because he says oh you know they look seal. so cute yeah I've eaten a seal a seahorse seahorse oh no because uh, he says oh they look fried so seahorse oh, I don't know I've, I've never had it it's only in the no I've, you've eaten a seal I've eaten it yeah how the fuck how does that happen <laughs> in Iceland in Iceland actually oh I bet they love it over there in, I, in Iceland yeah, they love it they love it uh, uh, they also have this very uh, ancient festival in the middle of January which is a, a traditional Viking feast but basically it, it sort of comprises of literally what's left in the middle of the winter which means <laughs> you you get rams heads that have been cured and then roasted and you literally have to peel the little bits of skin off the skull and eat it and you get uh you get fermented shark which is which is uh prepared by the catch the shark put it in the ground piss on it and leave it leave it for six months okay and then it's perfect <laughs> of course why wouldn't you very good for the digestion 
but yeah. definitely you need uh, something like Brennevin, which is their their kind of firewater. The Vikings did they piss on sharks before they eat them? That's that's how you you can't eat them unless they've they've fermented. Oh, okay. Or, or gone off. Yeah, fermented, yeah. Gone off, which it's actually mm. really nice. I like it. Can you? You can't taste the piss though. It's well, you can taste the ammonia. I mean, but that's you... why it's good for the stomach because it's really cleansing. Oh, I see. Because they mm-hmm. say you should drink your own weed, exactly. don't you? Exactly. It's it's a kind of it's a sort of socially acceptable way of drinking your own piss well, or somebody else's piss. Yeah. You know, you invited me over to stay at yours. I think I'm busy. <laughs> Shark life. Because, you know, with the drinking in Iceland, my friend went there and said, because you have that 24-hour sun on a Saturday and a Friday night, he yeah. says, you know, you're seeing people pissing behind a skip and then getting off in broad daylight. Yes. It's like the thriller video. They said, you know, it's proper, like, zombie, yeah. zombie apocalypse. Did you ever come across any of that? I was probably part of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, Iceland's the only place where, where, where you'd be kind of sort of, walking around drunk at four in the morning and a car would turn up and they'd just go, come with us, and you would. Oh, because yeah. it feels, it's that relaxed and that yeah. everything's so local and everyone knows everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really, it, it's a beautiful culture, actually. Uh, I, I, anything that I know of, is that is it class to Scandinavia, but I did a gig up in um, Tromso oh, yeah. and it was just amazing. Yeah. Just, and they're so friendly and they're just... And I really, you know, I, I went to see the Northern Lights and all that, but they don't, some of them I found didn't really give a shit. And I said to this waiter, I said, I saw the Northern Lights last night. She went, oh, they are lights, get over it. And I think, well, I think they, they're not as impressed well, there's, as I there's, am. there's a whole industry in Iceland where, 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 where you sign up to go and you fly up there and, and find the Northern Lights. But it's a bit of a scam because no one can, can pr- predict no. when they're going to come. Mm. Um but they're sort of, you have people uh, with walkie-talkies in big snow jeeps driving around. So sort of someone will just say, hey, they're over here. And then everyone would drive over there yeah. and there's nothing. So there's a whole industry. But that, that's a kind of, that, that is a Icelandic thing because when people used to believe in unicorns, mm. um, a unicorn horn would go for like, millions of pounds and every every rich royal family in Europe had to have a unicorn horn because uh, their magical properties and the prestige of it. Now, there there was two families in Iceland who were inexplicably rich because during medieval Iceland was not exactly uh, a wealthy place. It was, like, really, really poor. But there were these two families, and no one and, and no one knew why why they were so wealthy. Well, they were so wealthy because they were the only ones who uh, who who knew how to uh, catch the narwhals up in Greenland, <laughs> and they'd sell them as unicorn. Oh, horns. of course, yeah, I see. So they've 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 got That's they've clever. they've they've got form of kind of selling selling dreams that yeah, you know, yeah. king of the pyramid schemes and all that exactly. Hiya everyone, if you look out on your left you'll see the northern lights, if you look out on the right you'll see the southern shite, <laughs> it's only a joke. Can we talk about Marley, obviously yes. m- m- you know, Marley Music 2002, 
Did you go to Timbuktu? Because it's one of those places yes. that I want. Did you go there? Yeah, Is it as amazing it's as it incredible. looks? It's uh, incredible, Timbuktu, because I, I mean, it's it's a city. It's a city that is. Uh, Completely made out. It's the adobe mud kind of yeah, architecture, yeah. and they have this amazing mosque in the middle, which everybody in the community once every four years rebuilds. Which I think is a lovely idea, necessary, but just that the, the communal kind of joy in 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 renovating yeah. your city all together all the time. But the mad thing is because because the desert is encroaching so dramatically mm. on on Timbuktu you you kind of sort of go into a house and it all seems kind of like normal and then you try and go out the back and it's the desert's literally yeah yeah you can't even get out the back door because the desert is so so it, unfortunately it will disappear at some point yeah it, yeah and another global will, warming as well yeah yeah it, it will be it will become desert once more and so I that Gaddafi didn't he like dig the river so he could go to his luxury hotel and then the people yeah. haven't got any water yeah Gaddafi spent uh Gaddafi's very still very popular in 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 uh Mali because he you know, he actually built things. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. But I always wanted to know whether it, it was true or not. But he'd always travel and stay in a bedroom tent. And I was, I was told that it was because he had very bad wind. <laughs> oh. Really? Yeah, really. Bad, isn't it? If you have to do that. <laughs> bad, yeah. I can't imagine Gaddafi with IBS. Yes, well, apparently so. <laughs> you got all so. the gossip, you, haven't oh, you? Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about early holidays. Where did you go? Mm. Where did you go? And like um, you know, obviously with girls and boys. Obviously, did you ever have one of those? Did I ever go to Greece? Get or Magaluf. Did Mag- you do all that Shagaloof? Was it, it was it was inspired by Magaluf. Oh right, yeah. But I wasn't actually staying in Magaluf. But I kind of sort of you dip your toe in Magaluf. I dip my you toe. Don't really, dip, I it, sometimes it you dip up a bit. Wasn't really for me. <laughs> but as a kid, the first time I ever went abroad would have been about 1975, and I remember it vividly. We 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 went on a package holiday to Alicante or somewhere like that. Yeah. But we went in a pink TriStar. Like, <laughs> never forget a pink plane. Wow. Like, only pink. It was amazing. I remember Even that. I'm I... going, that's too gay. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. Why don't we fly in pink airplanes anymore? Well, that, that was the 1970s. Though, oh, yeah, yeah. It? People didn't even think they did they? No. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so I remember I remember that pink aeroplane and and then I remember a few uh unsuccessful uh camping holidays. Yeah. One one in one where it rained all holiday and my mum we were staying in some farmer's field and my mum went to get some milk in the morning and got bitten by the dog and <laughs> Had sorry. to go to hospital. Oh, sorry, sorry. Quite. Sorry, that took a turn. Then sorry. Yeah, that's not funny. No, 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 <laughs> no. It's just, it's just a miserable holiday was made compounded <laughs> by, a, you know, A and E in some small Welsh town, um, and yeah, and but then, 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 like the most, like the most memorable holidays were were the ones where. My dad would drive non-stop from London and then from Colchester 
all the way down to Italy or southern France. In fact, but but my dad's such a stickler. We were staying with friends actually in both places. I'll talk about France first, and I'll talk about Italy. But France, we were staying with some friends of my his parents. Now, my my dad's mum and dad were the biggest francophiles this country has ever produced. Uh, <laughs> they were both teachers, and literally every single holiday. They get in their Skoda. My 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 granddad. <laughs> my my granddad right would light his pipe, and they claimed to have visited every single town in France. <laughs> so by the time I was kind of sort of going on holiday with my parents, they had friends all all around France. So we would go and stay oh. with these people. But my dad uh, was very didn't want to arrive early even though he'd, we'd, we'd driven for two days it was right on the the, the swiss french border a town called dole uh and he uh stopped at the end of the road and we had to wait for an hour because <laughs> we said we'd arrive at four and we'd arrived at three. Oh no <laughs> yes it's true oh, i know i know Moving swiftly on to Italy, similar kind of lengths of driving, but Italy was was really brilliant because it was we used to stay uh, in a small town called Castiglione del Lago, which is next to Lake Trasimeno in Tuscany and uh, on the Umbrian Tuscan border, and yeah, I was stay, I was there as a teenager, so I got to ride drive a Vespa like oh. years earlier than you would have here. You I know, talented Mr. Ripley and all that. Exactly. Oh, not quite, it. not quite the same as that, but yeah. you know. What about holiday romance? Did you get? Lucky? Yeah, but that was the first time I, I I kissed a girl was on a on 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 the the uh, beach of the lake in oh. in Tuscany. But how romantic was that? Well, but but back in those days, uh, uh, Italian girls had to have a chaperone still. Oh really? Uh, yeah. So her brother came and we went onto the beach. I don't know what happened, but then the police turned up on the beach with headlights because oh. you was illegal. You weren't allowed to, oh. so it was all. It didn't. It didn't end well. No, no. But I remember. But it was just uh, it was such an exotic place at that time for a boy from Essex to be. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Discovering you himself. Can't go wrong in it. No, you can't. Fit go. people, fit food, fit wine. Exactly, it's just wonderful. Everyone's fit about it. Yeah, it is. So you're going on tour with this album, are you? You did The Globe. I mean, that was must have been amazing. It was wonderful, actually. Yeah. I didn't realise how perfect The Globe is. I don't think they realised either how, what a perfect place it is to, to play music. It's like a sort yeah. of wooden-framed Elizabethan Albert Hall. Yeah, yeah. It's brilliant. It's really, really brilliant. I recommend everyone play there if they get the opportunity. Yeah, know. yeah. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on go on tour. Yeah, I've, I've, uh, uh, yeah, I'm... Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm busy next year. I've got like sort of two and a half years worth of different projects. I've all got to play in one year, so 
Yeah, I think most people are going to be busy next year. If, yeah, if, yeah. If, Do you yeah. believe in that? They're sort of saying this is going to be our roaring 20s. After the lockdown, there's going to be just this creative splurge. Because I'm on a stand-up tour at the minute and I am the... I mean, yeah, people pay to get they want it, but I feel the the love yes, and the joy. I bet, I bet you I'm do. not big in blowing back. No, I mean, no, no. Just no, of course. No, no, we to be it, on this journey with it's, you. it's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. So we're very lucky in a way to be allowed to, yeah. you know, be in that position to to have that that interaction with with people. We're mm. really lucky. I mean, it's an album that, that definitely deserves to be listened to as as a piece of music. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's. I mean, it's. I think it probably up there with some of the best stuff I've done. I mean, pro- you know, and that's that's got a lot to do with the circumstance and the times in which yeah, it's made. Yeah. It's, um, the layering of it all. I mean, I'm not musically minded, but the layering and the building, yeah, well, especially well, Polaris and everything, well, and, it, and then the well, saxophone the, comes in. Yeah, I mean, that, that that was a decision I made because I had all these re- uh, uh, workshop rehearsal yeah. tape tapes from Iceland where, where, where I literally was just looking out the window with this f- fabulous group of uh, orchestral musicians just playing the landscape. And some uh, I got this big mountain called Essia, literally, slap bang in front of the house and there's a there's a sort of a small golf course at the bottom of my not garden because that makes it sound very <laughs> suburban and it's not <laughs> at all and, and then there's a black black beach and then there's a little island where Ida Duck uh, live and you can actually get to when, when the tide's out and oh for a minute I thought that was an old lady sorry but there's uh, Ida Duck. Two two things, <laughs> two things that, that 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 came with buying this little plot of land was the right to uh, a certain uh, weight of Ida down each year. Yeah, and uh, but also to to build in this area, we had to uh, employ a fairy lawyer. No, it does. That's. <laughs> that's I know, I, you can't say language like that anymore, <laughs> David. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, seriously, you have to. Uh, you call them. We call them fairies. They call them the hidden, hidden folk, yeah. hidden people. Um, and you, Insane. you have to uh, employ. A, you know, it's a like it's a shamanic, shamanic practice. Law, you know, law practice. It's not a kind of. I don't know if it's stand up in, in, in a court of law <laughs> yeah, yeah. and whether who would be representing the fairies, but yeah. they to your it's to be taken seriously by every everyone takes it very seriously yeah. the, the this the existence of a hidden uh, other reality. Yeah. Uh, yeah. and yeah, the uh, fairies were identified as having lived in this area for a long time and so it was recommended that you you entered this conversation with them, um, so so that your building would go go according to plan, and there wouldn't be any kind of sort of inexplicable yeah, dry rot. Exactly yeah. those kind of things. Those kind of things. I haven't had too much touch wood go wrong with the house, except that one of the local cats has uses my uses the the area outside my my bedroom as as a litter. That's yeah. the only yeah. thing. But I do. But I do. Um, I do give them an offering every every time I go there, and yeah. there's a there's a whole kind of protocol to 
communicating with fairies. That's amazing. Iceland seem to have got it right. You know, they yeah. do, don't well, they? Well, no, no, but everyone's really comfortable with yeah, this. Yeah. And, and you, you know, I can say it with a straight face because I do believe in it in the sense that I think it's wonderful that they still retain that sort of sense of magic in their in their society yeah. just on yeah. a daily basis they, they yeah. engage with you know in, 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 a, in a way it's nice things. to have another world to go well, to exactly. when you are pissed exactly. off with this world and you're exactly. moaning and complaining go and talk to the fairies. yeah sorry madam we do not serve chicken tikka lasagna or prawn rings no we're not flying to that kind of iceland thank you I'm going to come. I'm going to yeah, stay should. at your house. I would love you to. I want to chat to these fairies and I want some I think piss you get on, I think you, I think you get on very well with them. Well, we, we speak the same language. <laughs> um, <laughs> can I just say the photography mm. is just stunning. Thank you. And isn't it a shame that people don't really know all this Spotify? People don't really appreciate the artwork anymore. You don't get any. It's gorgeous, the, it's, the photography. It's, it's uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm just old school in that sense. I, I, I don't think I've finished something until I've got the the uh, vinyl in my hand, you know. I, yeah. But, you know, I, I, I'm aware that I'm, you know, of a different generation, maybe. Well, listen, this is the quick fire round. <laughs> it's not that sad. No, I'm, I'm actually quite choked. <laughs> No, it is. I mean, you know, I remember just looking at it now, and, and on Spotify and all that. You yeah. Know, I don't, I don't see any of the album covers. Well, anymore. as I, as I said to you earlier, I don't, I don't, I don't have Spotify. I don't have Twitter. I don't have Instagram. I don't have Facebook. I don't have anything. Yeah. The only thing that I have, which started years ago with my daughter, is Snapchat, and that's. It's bizarre. <laughs> That's only thing I, I and I only I got. I've only got. I've only. I've only got three people who I communicate with. That's my my nephew, my daughter, and Einar in Iceland. Bizarrely, oh. yeah, the only three people. I haven't got any. So yeah, it's a very it's a very limited uh, platform. Yeah. <laughs> this is your captain speaking. We are on our final approach to our destination. Cabin crew, get ready for landing. Cabin crew, get ready for landing. Now, we're about to land, and I've just got to do this quick fire round. These are ridiculous, so do not put any pressure on no, yourself, okay? okay? Love yeah, okay. Mojito or mint tea? Uh, uh, well, I love mint tea. I love mint tea. I love mojito as well. But I think sort of, well, it depends, you see. I need, it's too, oh. That's too vague. Sorry, um, love. This is, yeah, this mint, is very flawed. Mint this. tea, if I'm like, if I'm like uh, in... No, in Mexico. In or about Cuba, Mojito. Have you ever had a Mojito in Cuba? Yes, I have. Best ones in the world. Yes, I have. I, okay, in Cuba, a Mojito. In Morocco and anywhere in the Sahel, mint tea. Okay, wicked. Iceland the place or Iceland the supermarket? <laughs> I'm being mischievous. Well, I'm... <laughs> You're giving me evils now. Let's move on. No, no. Well, you know what the answer is. (laughs) (laughs) First aid kit or first aid kit? Although I have to to say, it does kind of give the game away, really, wasn't it, when they're worrying about uh, uh, pigs in blankets in August, about the sort of what actually goes into these... 
yeah. these things that they sell at Iceland. Yeah. I mean, personally, I know it's really convenient, but I just think I just think we should put more emphasis on kids learning how to cook. And yeah. I think society yeah. would just be a lot happier. But that's a big one. I'm sorry, I'm going. Well, no, no, no. Listen, but I think you haven't tried Iceland's chicken tikka lasagna. No. You're absolutely right. Maybe I should. Maybe I, I should. I think you'll change your opinion. Okay, all right. Well. <laughs> Thong or sarong? Ooh. Uh, Do you wear I, a I, budgie smokers when you're away? Um, do I? I mean, I'm I'm not adverse to it, but gen, I'm more a sarong than a thong. Okay. I'd say. Full English or full moon party? Full moon party. Yeah, you've gone to those in India. No, but I've I've been I've been uh, adherent to the full moon since about the age of thirteen. Yeah. So. You love it. Yeah, it's part, it's it's part of my life. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the last one: tip them or fuck them. Now this is, you know, tip you've had great service all day, all week at hotel. Yes, and you I tip, mean tip. You tip them. Oh, of course I do. Yeah. I I'm, I I I'm, I I tip. Yeah. Generously, always, everywhere. That's very nice. That's good. Because yeah. we asked Tom Jones this, didn't we? And he said he I tipped also, them and then fucked them. I and also, I said, no, you're also, not. <laughs> I, I, also, I also have like a sort of fund in my uh, glove compartment in my car when I'm driving down Euston Road to hand out to the various people who come up and ask for money. Oh, I don't do that. I don't have the right arsehole now. Well, no, I, I, I'm, I, yeah, I think. You're a yeah. good person. I can see why Iceland wanted you as one of their own. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Damon. That's my been pleasure. so interesting. Really, Thank really you nice, so really much. nice to. Uh, I might pop round one night. Oh my uh, God! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please. Although, yeah, I mean, maybe. Yeah, yes, I mean, I will. I, I will. can't believe how close you. You, I live really close. Yeah, really, really yeah. close. Yeah. Thank you for flying Alan Air. Oh, Damon, that was so great and so interesting. You've literally been everywhere. Thank you so much for everyone who listens. We really do appreciate and we'll have another amazing guest next week. Ta-ta for now. Remember, life's a big. <laughs>